Well, gather around, everybody. It's time for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I am here today on Sean McGuire's patio. Hi, Sean. Hello. And also joining us today is Farhan Hassan. Hi, Farhan. How are you, Tim? I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis, weather-wise. We, uh, we do record in Minneapolis, as I've mentioned. And uh, it is it is kind of a sad day for us here. There's a lot going on, as you probably heard on the news. Um, not going to say too much about it beyond that, but uh, we do, at least personally, I kind of have a heavy heart today. We're, we're uh, doing a fantasy football podcast, and that's obviously very... Uh, trivial and uh, a light-hearted affair, but but yeah, feel I feel a little <coughs> down today. To tell you the truth, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. We're all safe here right now, but it's a crazy time. Yeah, to to say it lightly, that's uh, that's true. But moving on into into lighter affairs, we've got a show today um, where we are analyzing some players from two more of the teams in our league. Um, I'll mention again, we are on a patio, uh, so we are going to get some neighborhood noise here. I hear some dogs going crazy right now. And there was like some kind of like siren while you were talking initially. I could hear it in the background. But which, it, which might happen. Who knows what that is. Right. So uh, just bear with us on the, uh, on the extra noises around here. Um, so yeah, we're examining some players from two more of our teams. We're not going to worry too much about the implications for our our league mates today with those players, but we've picked some players out that you might have some questions about as you're thinking about contracts and making cuts and signings and that sort of thing. But before we get to that, uh, I have a new game show that I want to introduce today. Um, Are you familiar with The Voice, Farhan? Television show? I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't watched it much myself, but the- the I love that show. I I always, I, I watch it. I never watch it at the beginning. I watch like, you know, 10 minutes of it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I should remember to watch this in the future. And then I I don't pay attention to it. So I go through that same experience, you know, every, like once every like three weeks. (laughs) It's like Mr. Short-Term Memory or whatever. And Saturday Night Live, like, oh, what's this? (laughs) It's like a fish. Oh, they're singing. You're like a fish. (laughs) I'm like a fish. (laughs) Oh, what's this? What's this corner of my bowl? Uh, So the premise of the show, uh, The Voice, is you have judges. Uh, They have their backs facing the performer. And the performer starts singing, and the judges have to decide if they want that singer to join their team without having seen them. All they, all they can do is listen to them. Interesting. I'm going to present players to you. You can't see them. You don't know who I'm talking about. But I'm going to give you some stats from 2019. As soon as you decide you want that player on your team, you let me know. What if I never want the player on my team? So here's how it works. I've picked three <laughs> players. One of them is a really good player, top six at least at their position. It might be the, the best player at their position. If I get through my stats and neither of you claim that player, I get that player. Ooh, so it's a competition. It's a competition. At the end... I'm waking up, guys. <laughs> I just woke up. Can I just claim every single player every single time? No. Yeah. Once you claim a player, you're out of, uh, f- of the running for that position. So there's three oh. players at each position. There's two at least mediocre options and then one really good option. So obviously you're shooting for that really good option. I like it. All right. I, th- I think that's all I have no, to I, say for rules. I... It, I I just expect you know that I'm probably going to win this one too, just like I won the league last year. Oh gosh, here we go again. <laughs> so at the end, I have the uh, end of the season point totals for these players. We'll add up the points and figure out who who won the game. 
All right, you ready to start? Yes. All right, let's start with the quarterbacks. I'm going to start, and when I list these stats, I'm going to go from, from worst to first. So, like, I don't know if that makes sense for you, but it will going forward, I hope so. so well, if you, well, if you're starting from worst from, to first, then... Not, uh, not, not in terms of players, but just in terms of, like, if a player's finished one, first in one category and 10th in another, I'm going to start at that 10th category okay. and move up. Got it. So they're going to they're gonna sound better and better as I go along. I got you. Okay. Quarterback A. Quarterback A was uh, 10th in passing yards in 2019. 8th in passing TDs. 8th in TD percentage. It's a percentage of passes going for touchdowns. 7th in passing yards per game. And 7th in the passer rating overall in 2019. Any takers? Um... I'm going to let this one pass, although I'm nervous about the lack of rushing production thrown in these stats. All right. So I think I think quarterback A goes to me. All right. Well, well, well Farhan hasn't decided. Well, would, I'll pass. You'll pass too. All right. So quarterback A goes to me. Quarterback B uh, was has the fourth most rushing touchdowns of any quarterback in 2019. Was second in completion percentage. At 70.3%. Their touchdown to interception ratio was just shy of four to one. Four touchdowns for every interception. I'll take him. All right. Farhan takes quarterback so B. Close, so close. And quarterback C then, Sean, goes to you. So do, sen- I, do I get to hear what I what my player has? <laughs> I want to make sure I want to make sure that he's not gonna just, you know, give me like the last guy. quarterback, quarterback. <laughs> there really it, a? was a third yeah. player. No, quarterback C that went to Sean yeah. actually plays in college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's college player. Oh, that's true. He could be uh, using. Okay. Uh, um, let, let, yeah, me, just, let me let me finish uh, quarterback B. Um, the this person led the NFL in yards per completion at thirteen point six yards per attempt and passer rating in twenty nineteen. That quarterback. I haunt, don't say who it is. You don't really. You I want to. Wanna, I want to. I want to hear what mine hear, All right, fine. All right, quarterback C. I uh, have a sinking feeling that I lost. Yeah, and I'm sure you won. Quar- I, I wanted to smash that one. Let me go ahead. Quarterback C was tied for ninth in yards per pass attempt. Uh, came in ninth in passer rating, eighth in yards total yards, uh, passing yards on the season, uh, eighth in completions, and tied for seventh in game-winning drives. Also came in second in completion completion percentage in 2019. So quarterback C, Sean, your quarterback is Derek Carr. Oh God! <laughs> yes, um, there is no way that I got a worse quarterback no, than Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, quarterback B, your quarterback Farhan is Ryan Tannehill. I think that's solid. That's solid. And uh, actually, though, Ryan Tannehill had the fewest points out of these three quarterbacks uh, <laughs> over the season. Eat it. Uh, but this, but was better in points per game. Okay. So, and then quarterback A, the guys you passed on and let me have was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I appreciate oh. that. That's why that, I told you. <laughs> I wanted to know what his rushing stats were. All right. Let me just note that who you got it. Okay. Here we go. We're moving on to running backs now. All just right. so everybody knows, in this league, I have won five championships. This is not a reflection of the real me. <sighs> We're not going to get into that, into that debate. The, the competitiveness comes out. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so I will say this. Um, 
at the end you're going to tell us who had the overall the better team yes okay okay so just just want to make it really clear that i'm only concerned about beating farhan because that's what i'm who i'm used to playing in the in the playoffs continue hmm. <laughs> i might choose not to <laughs> <laughs> all right running backs running back a the longest rushing attempt for running back a was 59 yards that was 17th in the league uh 10th in yards from scrimmage sixth in rushing yards per game fifth most rushing attempts and fifth in rushing yards total and i'll just add then in rushing yards this person had more yards than dalvin cook joe mixon uh, leonard fournette and josh jacobs should i take as austin eckler yeah i'll pass yeah okay so I, th- I have the feeling that he's going to be the second guy, and somebody's going to, one of us is going to get the first guy, and one of us is going to get the third guy. I think that's what's going to happen here. So I, I get quarter or running back A, right? <clears throat> okay. Yes. Running back B is one of only three running backs with over 200 rushes and zero fumbles. This running back was fifth in first down runs. And was top 12 in these categories. Longest rushing attempt with 63 yards. Touchdowns with eight. Uh, Rushing yards with 1,091. Yards per game, 77.9. And rushing attempts at 247. I'll take that guy. All right. I had to be far higher, far I'll take that guy. All right. And the last running back, longest run was 75 yards. That was seventh. Uh, Twenty. This running back was 20th in yards per attempt at 4.5. Uh, seventh in first down Wait, rushes. 4.5 in, in yards per rushing attempt is, is 20th? Yes. Okay. Uh, seventh in first down rushes with 60. Seventh in rushing yards per game at 81. Fourth in TDs with 13. I think I got a star. I think you have the star. Tenth in rushing yards, 1,135. And eighth in rushing attempts at 250. This is the real me. Yeah. All right. So, Farhan, that uh, running back C was Dalvin Cook. Yes. Uh, running. You just, you just, you, who's on your team, right? Yes. Good work. Running back B was Marlon Mack. Ah, he's on my team, too. He's on your team. <laughs> and uh, running back A was Chris Carson, oh. who I had in my redraft league last year. So there you go. Interesting. We all kind of bought into the, uh, to our own players. All right. Wide receivers. I got my fifth running back. You got your second? First, actually. Okay. Right. I blow up this year. <laughs> I have five, I think five or six facts for each of these guys. Okay. Wide receiver A. Uh, longest reception of 51 yards, ninth in the league in first down receptions, eighth in yards per reception at 16.7, fifth in the league in yards at 1,200. I'll take this guy. And I'll just give him to Sean. He's also tied for fourth in receiving touchdowns with nine. I feel pretty good about it. I, clearly, this is a receiver that's better than any of the receivers on my actual team. So <laughs> I already feel like I got an upgrade. <laughs> that was actually good. <laughs> All right. Run, uh, wide receiver B. Uh, longest reception was 49 yards. 
Uh, this receiver came in 70th in yards per reception at 11.6 yards. Tied for 22nd in yards per target. Yeah, you're not chomping at the bit for huh? Tied for fourth in receiving touchdowns with nine. Was first in first downs with 91. And first in catch percentage, 80.5%. Farhan, you don't want Cole Beasley? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. All right. And so, Farhan, you are going for C. I'll just put your name in for that. Uh, this wide receiver, longest reception was 49 yards, 11th in receptions per game with 6.1, 7th in receptions with 98, uh, tied for 5th in first down receptions at 63, and 3rd in targets with 154. Are you happy with that? Well, I think so. <laughs> I'm hoping he caught like at least 80 of those 150 <laughs> targets. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right. Well, he caught 98 of those targets. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of catches. It's yeah. a lot of catches. Yeah. So uh, wide receiver A, Sean's choice was Devontae Parker. Wide receiver B, which went to me, was Michael Thomas. Oh. And wide receiver C was Allen Robinson. It's a Cole Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it wasn't Cole Beasley. I already Uh, feel like a winner. (laughs) Who'd you get? Allen Robinson. That's all. All right. And then finally, uh, with tight ends, uh, let's see. I'm just trying to decide which order to go in here. I'm just going to go top to bottom the way I wrote them. All right. Tight end one. Ninth in yards per game with 50.4. Eighth in 2019 in total yards with 705. Tied for fourth. I'll take this guy. Oh, wow. That was quick trigger. It's a lot of I yards. Like for it. Tight end. I'll Aggressive. Take it. Austin Hooper. <laughs> All right. Um, also, he'll be, be solid. I don't know if, wh- how far I got. I think he's tied for fourth in longest reception with 61. Second in TDs with nine. Uh, first in yards per reception with 16.4. And first in yards per target with 10.8. All right. Between you and me, Farhan. Tight end B. Third in targets, 117 targets. Tied for third in yards per target, 9.8. Third in yards per game, 71.6. Second in yards, 1,145. Second in receptions with 90. And first in long reception. He has the longest tight end reception of the year was 75 yards. I'm going to pass on Darren Waller. Oh, okay. Wow. And then the tight end you're taking, Farhan, uh, was eighth in yards per reception, 12.4. Tied for seventh in touchdowns with five. <laughs> Your face just it <laughs> just is priceless right now. The the bad smell that you seem to be experiencing. Uh, fourth in the longest reception with 61 yards. Fourth in catch percentage with 79.4. Uh, fourth in receptions, 85 receptions. I've got a lot of receptions. And fourth in targets, 107. But he only got five touchdowns. But he got five touchdowns. God, I feel like it's Dallas Goddard, but then later on I think it's got too many. Anyway. So, uh, Farhan, you ended up with George Kittle. Yes! That, that, was, that was tight end C, the last one I read. Uh, Sean, you took tight end A. That was Jared Cook. <laughs> Another guy on my team. 
And uh, I ended up with Darren Waller, just like you said. Yeah, Farhan. he knew it. Yeah. Uh, so I just drafted my own team. <laughs> <laughs> minus, uh, minus Devontae Adams. Well, Devontae Parker, you mean? Was that Devontae Parker or Devontae, Devontae Adams? Parker, right? Yeah, Devontae Parker. Got it. Yeah. So then who, you used, who used to be on my team? That's right. Okay, fair enough. All right, so let me uh, take a second to do When some... he was no good. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> until, the, until the very second he became good, which was the week after I cut him. And then I got him. That's right. So, <laughs> well. That was, a good, that was a good game show. I like yeah. that game. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. All right, let me take a minute to add these up, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be back with the, with the winners. All right, so I've, I've taken a minute to add up the scores, guys. Mm. Um, coming in third, uh, the, I used the uh, season-end points for each of these players. So had you drafted these guys on your team, they would have provided your team this number of points. Including playoffs? Yeah, so all 16 playoffs. weeks, right? End yeah, of I, think, yeah. I think it's the end of, yeah, end of season totals. All right, so coming in third with... 614 points uh, was Farhan. Wow. And who, who, was, who, who ended up on your team? That was... Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, George Kittle, and... Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. All right. That so you, I may have come in third, but if this was a dynasty draft, I would walk away with the best team. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. I love you all. And then coming in second with 703 points was sean and that was what what was your uh, lineup sean after this <laughs> i started, started with Derek carr and then <laughs> <laughs> i got marlon mack uh, uh cook uh jared, jared cook. cook and i don't remember who my receiver was Devontae parker oh yeah Devontae parker yeah all right so and so from week i'll just say this from like week three on or week four on it's for sure the best team because <laughs> cook and and parker were on fire uh after the beginning of the year. True. All right, and then so my my team yielded, if I had them for a full season, my team yielded uh, 831 points. So I had Darren Waller at tight end, Michael Thomas at receiver, uh, Chris Carson at running back, and Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Now, Did you, did you score this PPR as a standard? This is standard. I right. used the uh, – well, actually – this the the stats are just coming from the NFL, but the points are coming from our scoring. So standard scoring. Okay. Yeah. All right. Please well, send over the scores so I can have them vetted by a professional. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> refuse to believe that I lost by two hundred points. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just declaring victory. However, though, because you know, like my players were the ones that were killing it in the playoffs. So I think we know that I would have won the championship even with the second most amount of points, much like last year. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are just getting a taste of what life is like in our league, playing with these guys. All right, so uh, let's get into the players, huh? What do you, what do you think, guys? You ready to do that? Let's do it. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna just kind of, I think I'm gonna just go through by position. We'll see if the conversation takes us somewhere else, but we're gonna start at quarterbacks, um, and then just kind of move through the rest of the lineup. Um, so we have the aforementioned the the game show. Um, figure Ryan Tannehill uh, I'm guessing in most leagues people probably have him fairly cheap um, he, he kind of came out of nowhere last year and had a really good year as we heard in the game show um, so now people 
probably have to make some decisions about him. I, I kind of doubt anybody had him under a long-term contract at the beginning of last year. Um, so what would you guys recommend for a guy like Tannehill that, uh, that had stats like I just mentioned? Let's, let's, let's have Farhan start with this because I think he has traded Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, traded him away or traded for him like eight times in the last since he's come into the league. So I'm curious what your take is on Ryan Tannehill today on Tennessee. I forgot about that, Sean. That's a good memory. Mm. Because I think when I acquired him, he may have been 21. He is now 31. <laughs> so Seriously. <laughs> so, um, and I, I, actually the guy that I traded him from, he's no longer even in our league. So it's been, it's been a long time. In either event, um, Tim, that's a good observation. I don't think that anybody had him because he was actually backing up Marcus Mariota. So you had to be paying playing in a league that had 50 roster spots to have Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I, I looked at him and I looked at his stats and basically from my end, I'm just not sold on him. I think there was an element of surprise. I think they've got Derrick Henry. I think they had a very good season from a rookie receiver that came out of nowhere and I'm not sure it can be replicated. I'm not buying in a in a in a standard league where you are utilizing one quarterback i think i can name at least 15 quarterbacks i would rather have instead of ryan Tannehill. so i'm i'm not buying so for me <clears throat> it, there's a couple things um first of all i think with uh Tannehill, I, I agree with your assessment um, i mean i could see somebody having signed him for a bunch of money at some point in time who was desperate for a quarterback and then hit paid, you know, pay dirt and, uh, um, and has to make a decision. But most leagues, this is a, a player who will be on their rosters pretty cheap. Um, so we took, we joked a little bit about how long it, it, it took for him to, to pan out. He, his, when I was looking at the stats for Ryan Tannehill before the game show, um, I had been looking into Ryan Tannehill um, for something else I was doing, and I was really shocked. He's looking for him in trade, Varon, it sounds like. <laughs> no. Uh, but the thing about him was, is actually, I think I had some, some discussion with, with people saying, well, Tennessee, it probably had to do with A.J. Brown and people saying, well, Tennessee's just a, a rushing offense. And uh, Tannehill had really, really good numbers as a quarterback, and I felt like that um, is something that is be, is kind of being missed. That maybe that offense is is premised on on rushing the football, but he was very productive with those with those passing yards. The only reason why, and, and so therefore, I think even in a in a one quarterback league, as long as he's your not your your number one guy, I think he's a, a nice guy to have as your number two guy. Uh, in like a super flex league, I think he's he's would I'd still put him in that category. I, I think he is the kind of uh, player who's going to be is going to have kind of a high floor, maybe not a high as high a ceiling as he had last year. I think his um, um, I think that's going to be you know a guy that you're you're happy to have as your number two. Um, if you have, especially if you have kind of a maybe a more volatile player as like Josh Allen, somebody who has big upside, but maybe, you know, you don't know exactly what's going to happen with him as your number one. Yeah, I mean, I look at some of these stats. He's He had four, the fourth most or tied for fourth most rushing touchdowns. So I, I love the fact that he gives you something on the ground. Um, his passer rating of 117.5 is 
was the best in the league last year. Um, and that's, that's a, that's an impressive number. So, 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 so the only, my, my only caution with Tannehill is I feel like there are these teams, um, that kind of have like their, their year where everything comes together and, uh, they have like this amazing run and sometimes they make it to the Super Bowl, and usually they lose in the Super Bowl, and then like this team falls apart, and they they can never quite replicate the, the unusual yards per carry for Derrick Henry. Right, he's been kind of a mediocre back. Suddenly last year he's unstoppable. The numbers of times where that guy continues to be unstoppable, who's been stoppable for three years, it's not it's not it's not a ton. And so the, I think there's going to be a regression, and if that offense can't move the football on the ground with authority, I think Tannehill's numbers are going to suffer dramatically. So if, if Henry's not as good, you see the overall offense dropping, and yeah. then Tannehill doesn't. It, he can't be, do it on his own. And because the rushing goes down in your scenario, you don't see the passing going up because of that. Right, because I don't think he's the kind of guy who can who – can, um, basically have a, a, an offense be focused on his skills. It's very similar to the situation that I predict for San Francisco, where they had this unbelievable rushing game and, frankly, I think a terrible quarterback, and they got exposed in the Super Bowl. I think you're going to see a lot more of that out, out of San Francisco. So that's that's my take on, on Tannehill. I might be wrong on this, but when I was looking at all of A.J. Brown's highlights, I saw him catch balls on the slant 10 15 yards max and then score those touchdowns so if teams figure out a better way of stopping aj brown they don't have somebody like him either so in other words i didn't see him make throws that ryan fitzpatrick made throws to Devonte parker mm-hmm. and Devonte parker was ryan Tannehill's wide receiver for a very long time Right, and who thrived when Ryan Tannehill was there? Jarvis Landry, who was a slot receiver. So my my sense is, Ryan Tannehill only excels in these slot throwing to slot receivers. That's my sense. Yeah. And I think the bigger picture for me is I can just name four or five quarterbacks after the top twelve that I would rather have, and those would be, for example, Daniel Jones, Tua, Burrow. For me, those are all outside top twelve. I would rather take a shot at them than. Ryan Tannehill. Now, I agree with Sean. I think if you've got him, maybe you have him as a second quarterback. But in my mind, Josh Allen is way better than Ryan Tannehill. Age, opportunity to excel, perhaps grow, which Ryan Tannehill, I I don't think he does. All right. Yeah, the the short passes probably account for the touchdown-to-interception ratio and the completion percentage. Corey Davis, with his amazing passing stats, what did he do, Corey Davis? Right, so I think that I think that's a sign that if you can't push the ball downfield, eventually people figure out how to uh, how to contain your passing game. All right, the next quarterback I want to talk about is uh, Jared Goff. Uh, he is coming up. Um, he's starting his fifth year this year. Um, so, assuming people kept him on their developmental or taxi squad for a couple of years. Maybe they gave him a three, four-year contract. He probably is a guy that you need to make a decision on either this year or next. He's been decent. He's you know probably a low-end number one or a high-end number one, uh, two in a 12-team league. Um, 
but he's young. He's maybe still up and coming. Maybe. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jared Goff, guys? I'll start with this one. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about Jared Goff. He's a guy that I thought was terrible to begin with, and surprised me. Uh, with I think it was his second year, he he actually uh, did a lot better than I expected. Ultimately, um, you have to look at what the direction that team is headed, and they're in cap hell right now. So they they a lot of it was the contract they gave to Gurley, and there's there's just a lot of contract decisions there uh, with the Rams that are causing problems long term for them. So I don't know that they're going to be able to. I think it's going to be a while before they can really get their offensive line together uh, and be uh, a strong unit. And if you don't have a decent offensive line, I think there is a hard cap on what any quarterback can do, unless you you know you're uh, you got serious jets, right? So if you if you got wheels and you can be mobile, and like Russell Wilson could probably play behind no offensive line and still be successful. I don't think that's Jared Goff. So Jared Goff's a guy that ultimately he, he's a guy that I think has a low ceiling and a low floor. Um, if I would not want him for sure, not as my QB one, I really wouldn't want him as my QB two. Um, because of their lack of upside. Is that why I don't see any upside there? And that's why you don't like him as a two. Yeah. I mean, I think they've lost some receivers. Um, um, I think Cook's had some problems, but I think that that's that's part of the issue. But I, I, there's just not a lot in that in that offense where I see growth. And there be, you're taking Ty Gurley out, and you're, you've got a collection of first and second year or third year players who don't have much experience trying to run the football behind a terrible offensive line and mediocre receivers. To me, it seems like disaster. I, I would, I would, if I had him, I'd try to trade him. Okay, let me uh, let me start by saying I'm I'm partial to golf because I drafted him, saw him first year, panicked, traded him. <laughs> okay? So with that out of the way... I, I wish I had a nickel for every time Farhan has followed that scenario. Yeah, it's so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so with the, having said that, I do have him firmly entrenched in the bottom half of a top 12 quarterback ranking. I would say he comes in around number 10, 11, or 12, depending upon um, short-term and long-term view. He's 25. He threw for 4,600 yards last year, had 22 touchdowns. His interceptions were high. He clearly is not dynamic. I would agree with Sean in that respect, but even his bad year actually wasn't bad. Um and he's at least in our league, he's reasonably priced, and 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 I think once they sort out the offensive line issues, they do have Cooper Cup, they do have Robert Woods, they drafted another guy I think in the second round. And I do agree with Sean. I think the team short term does not look good. I agree with that. I think the offensive line is very bad. They did not invest this year. They didn't draft anybody. They didn't add anybody that I that I can tell. That was at least notable. But having said that, I think. I think you can do a lot worse. I think he's got stability at that position. He's got a long-term contract. He's young. And and I think quarterbacks sometimes, um, as we were talking with Ryan Tannehill, who's six years older, um, there could be room for upside. I mean... And I, I actually view him... Sorry, Sean, to interrupt. I actually view him as a buy low. So I see, I see him as... I, 
I don't disagree on buy low. I'm just saying not this year. Like I think the the curve for his upswing is not now. It might be in a couple years. I agree with Farhan that I don't think he is, you know, Marcus Mariota, a guy who is on the verge of losing his job, or, um, you know, Derek God. Carr, the guy you actually got. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, Derek Carr is is a little bit on on uh, soft ground there as well. Or or last year it would have been um, I'm blanking on his name right now, the quarterback out of Chicago. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky, a guy where it's like, you don't know where that guy's going to go. Goff, I think you know he's going to be the quarterback of that team, and they're going to they're continue to try to build around him. It's just going to take a long time. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Well, I was just thinking he was the number one quarterback taken uh, in his draft, his NFL draft year. Um, I think he was taken number one overall. Yes, and two was, was Carson Wentz. And so in our league, uh, probably in a lot of leagues, there's a rookie wage scale. Uh, and quarterbacks, I believe, start at one and a half million if you take them number one overall. Now, in our league... Has that, that ever been done? Has anybody ever taken a quarterback number one overall? Not that I remember. I did. You did? did you? Andrew Luck. Oh. Did you take number one overall? Uh, let me take that back. No, number two. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it took number one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I don't remember Goff going that high. In our he league. wasn't. He was taken at number eighteen, I believe. <laughs> oh God, you please tell me who you took number one overall. Because Sean took Dak Prescott the same year before him. Okay. Oh yeah. So well, that actually changes things for me a little bit because I was thinking, you know, if he went towards the end of the first round, he's probably a, a one million dollar. Oh, yeah, you give like, him a four-year contract. You know, he's already at two million, and then if you sign him again. You know, do you want to spend two and a half, three million dollars on golf? So I think that's the question for me. It depends on his salary. Yeah. I, I don't mind him as a number two personally, uh, depending on who my number one is, I guess. But that would be my thoughts on golf. No, I, I think I think as with everything in this type of league, salary is king. Building a, a, a team that can be competitive, you have to factor in salary and contract. And how many, so that was, and maybe I should have made that more clear, that was my critique of Goff, is that to get those years that might be really productive, you're going to have to have a couple years where he's he's clearly not going to be taking you to championship games, right? And then you might get that, whether it's worth holding on to that thing or, you know, unloading him and then, then buying him when his price is less. That's that's what I would tend to do. I would try to I would try to find somebody who, um, believed in him today. All right, let's move on to running backs. Uh, there's a couple of guys drafted in the same year that um, are switching teams. They've been good running backs over the course of their career. I'm talking about Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. So they are both starting their sixth year. Again, assuming, actually, I don't know if these guys would have spent time on people's DVs or taxi squads. Because they were good right away. They were good right away. So I remember know. when they were drafting our league, crystal clear, because I remember the guy who took, um, who took uh, uh, Gordon didn't see a difference between the two. And I remember being like, no, it was a huge difference. And he, he, he traded the, the girly pick to be able to get Gordon. And it turns out they both turned out being pretty good. Right. <laughs> so maybe he was right. So they're similar in the sense, like I said, they're started, both starting their sixth season. They both changed teams this year. Um, maybe they are looking at a new contract for their fantasy owners, uh, depending on how long the, they were signed in the first place. But um, they're also, you know, in terms of running backs, they're starting to get up there. 
So what do you do with uh, with these two guys? And maybe let's start with Melvin Gordon first, and then we can slide into Gurley. Or you can just compare and contrast. Or compare and contrast. That's true. So Melvin Gordon is 27, and actually in our league, they're priced basically the same because they were drafted back-to-back. Um Obviously, Gordon went to Denver. I do like his situation for the short term because they did hand him a contract when they could have elected to just give a contract to Philip Lindsay. Right. Um, they clearly are have moved on from Royce Freeman. At least that's that's how I look at it. If I remember right, Melvin Gordon got about a $13 million guaranteed contract. So I think he's going to get opportunity. What he does with it, with Drew Locke as, as a second-year quarterback, relatively new, with all these weapons, that I don't know. I, I Obviously, I'm, I, I'm only going with limited knowledge. But if I am a team that is on the verge of perhaps contending and you're missing out that, that, that running back, so for example, in our league, there's a guy who has Christian McCaffrey and nothing else, right? I can see some, that person making a play for a player like Melvin Gordon because I think you can get him at a discount and he could actually have a good year. Get him at a discount in terms of what you'd have to trade for him. I think so. Okay. I think so because I think I, I don't – obviously he's not in that top tier, right? If this was a redraft league, I cannot imagine him going in the top two rounds. I think he would go in the third, fourth, maybe in, in, the, in that category. He didn't have a great year last year. The team that drafted him opted to give an unrestricted free agent a better contract or the same contract they offered Gordon, and he left. I think that tells you something. When he did come back last year, his his yards per per carry was less than four. I think that's that says something. He's not a good pass back, catching back. So th- there are some deficits with him that aren't going to go away, and I don't think Lindsey will go away either. I think I think they will use Lindsay as Eckler was being used. So that's that's my sense. I think if I had the cap space, I would buy him, but I wouldn't buy him as if he's a franchise running back. He'd be a, he'd be a good fit for a team that's just needs like that one piece for one year. Right. They're going for the ship. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so Gordon for me is um, I agree with I I don't I, I disagree. I think he can catch passes. I think he I think he's proven that he that was a knock on him coming out of college he's caught plenty of passes in San Diego um I think the issue um is that they have always surrounded him with another guy who's even better at catching passes and frankly that's what his situation is in Denver is they've got Philip Lindsay is going to play right and I think they know that he I think I agree with Farhan Royce Freeman is basically done. I think they know that Philip Lindsay cannot carry the load. So they want a guy who's going to carry the load and be able to use Lindsay at opportune moments, very similar to how Eckler was used. Um, these teams that are in the same division with each other oftentimes learn something from each other, and they and they try to replicate the success that somebody else has had by doing kind of the same thing. Uh, so I think that's what's going on in Denver. I think Denver's also learning from Kansas City and trying to have a million weapons out there as well, which is why they went nuts on wide receivers this year. Um, so, so I, I again, with Gordon in our league, he's about three and a half million bucks, if I remember rightly, and you got to make a decision on what to do with him. If you for sure, if he's your 
number two running back, I think you, you're he, he's a very solid option. Um, he's 27, so how long of a contract are you going to give him? Right, you're not going to give him a super long contract because unless your name is Frank Gore, you're probably not going to keep on playing a whole lot, at least successfully a whole lot after 30. Or AP is a exceptions to the rule, but so so that's kind of how I see him. If you happen to because there was a holdout situation and all this other business, you happen to get Gordon on the cheap. It doesn't change how long of a contract he's, he's, you're going to give him because he's he's 27. So you're going to have have him for for basically three years, and I think he's going to have that much productive time. I think he's going to, you know, he is kind of in. He's gotten this other contract, right? But backs of that age um, fall into two categories. They fall into the guys who get the contract that they seek, um, like Zeke, right, or Christian McCaffrey. And then they fall into another category of your home team isn't going to isn't going to pay you, or and they end up having this contentious situation. You end up spending the latter end of your career sometimes bouncing from team to team. You can still be productive during those years, but um, but you're not going to have the knowledge that this person is going to have this job for X number of years, and you can just count on it, right? And I think Gordon is in that category. Gurley's now in that category, even though he got the contract, he got cut, so things changed, right? Um, so that's that's my take on that. I think um, I would only hang on to both of these guys if I was in contention for a title, um, because they were drafted high in their season in NFL, well, in fantasy mainly. They were probably up in the top three, four picks for sure the year they came out. Um, they were, I'm assuming given a four or five year contract. So that adds to that initial starting salary for a rookie. So they're both, I'm assuming in most leagues and it's true in our league, they're carrying a pretty heavy price right now. Um, and we're talking about them being a good number two running back. So if I'm in the running for that title this year, I'm okay hanging on to them at that price. We're trading for them. Or trading for them, true. Um, but if I'm a team that uh, you know, I'm, I kind of know I'm not really in the running this year, then I'm looking to trade those guys. So, so for me, if I'm sitting here and I, I, I'm Bodie, right, and I got Christian McCaffrey and nothing else. Sorry, Justin. And you and you you're going to make a trade, right? So would you take? You you got a choice between two guys who are drafted the same year, right next to each other, in terms of. You're gonna make a trade for for Melvin Gordon. You're gonna you're gonna make a tr- trade for Todd Gurley. I'm gonna go Melvin Gordon between those two. Um, I would I would offer a little bit more for Melvin Gordon because I th- I trust his health, and and I think that's always gonna be the knock on Gurley between the two. I think my analysis of Gurley is is fairly similar, honestly, um, but uh, I think the bigger difference is even though I think there's not other players as much in Atlanta that that might that are a threat to 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 carry the football with Gurley I think every year every draft there's the risk that Atlanta drafts another running back high and now Gurley's not worth anything I think that is always uh, a thing that's out there so between the two I'd I'd, I'd try to get Gordon and not Gurley what do you think Farhan that's a tough one I see I actually think Gurley's value has already been established. It's really low. And and I'm sure in some of the leagues like ours, 
he's already been traded or or people just know what their what, what his value is i mean he had he had 14 touchdowns last year running behind the same offensive line that we agree was not good last year i think he was primarily cut because of he they owed him so much money the contract was so bad and they are in salary cap they had to get out they, they had to get out and the same thing with i mean they had to get out of brandon cooks I think what's telling is they could not get anything for Todd Gurley. But having said that, Todd Gurley lands in Atlanta. I don't know who the second guy is as a running back in Atlanta. They didn't draft anybody. Edo Smith probably. Sorry, Justin. So so I think if it's just one year, I think Gurley could be a huge gamble that pays off. Because... At this stage of the game, I don't know, even if they sign somebody off the street, that person is not going to yeah. challenge Gurley for the job, right? So I I've, I would view Gurley's value as really high for this year. For one year. For one year. Yeah. Dynasty League, if I, you know, two, three years down the line, would, who would I rather have? Clearly Gordon. But frankly, I don't even know if Gordon will be there. It's I think it's also telling he only got a two-year deal. Yeah. So I, I think they're very, they're very much in the same spot in terms of their value for me tim if you don't mind i love when you do this with copyright you let me give you choices okay oh wow okay okay devin singletary or melvin gordon melvin gordon i would i would probably go with gordon but it depends a little bit on where my team's at tim i really appreciate you doing a good impersonation of sean (laughs) but as you've pointed out, it's a rapid fire. I just, okay. you know how fast I did that? You mean you just, you just want, all right, I'm going to go Gordon too. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, Melon Gordon, or Gurley? Le'Veon I'll go Gurley. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. James Conner. <laughs> Versus what? Anybody? Versus those two. Versus Melvin Gordon two. or Todd Gurley? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Because those are the two guys we're we're discussing. James Conner, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. Uh, those three, I am. Sean, thank you for reverting back to the original <laughs> Sean. I'm feeling airtime because Tim is clearly <laughs> thinking. I, I, James Conner for me is third on that list. So who'd Sorry. you pick? Sorry, I was taking a I was taking a swig of my beverage. Uh, I I go Gurley. I like I actually like Gurley the best out of this group. Okay. Uh, of the group of three. David Montgomery, Gurley, or Gordon? Montgomery. Long-term dynasty impact for sure, Montgomery. I Chris mean, I Carson? Hate, I hate him. <laughs> Chris Carson, Gordon, or Gurley? Gurley. Gordon. Kerryon Johnson, Gurley, or Gordon? I... I'm going to go Gordon again. I'm going to go Gurley. I think it just comes, like, you like Gordon better. I, I mean, like, like a little better. bit for the, I, I feel like I need to be consistent with my answer, so I can't yeah. say Gurley suddenly, but the, but I'm saying, I said, um, I like Gordon a little bit long term, a little bit better, and I'd like both those players probably more than some of these guys you've been saying. Okay, last one, this is a special shout out to Justin, who diagnosed my team. Darius <laughs> Geis, Gurley, or Gordon? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, Tim, I'm going to make you answer this one first so I, people don't hear me talking while I'm thinking. Uh, I, I would still go Gurley, but it again, like long term, if I want a shot at somebody blowing up, I, I, you got to go with Geis. I'm going to say Gordon. I'm going to say Gordon. I, 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 I'm not a believer in Geis long term. 
All right. I love that. that yeah. I came prepared with the game too. You did? Yeah. You really? Yeah. Right now. It's just a. It's just a. It's just a game show. It's a quiz, right? So raise, say your name when you know the answer. Ready? Okay. Who won the championship in the league last year? <laughs> <laughs> the silence you hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to wide receivers. Um, Michael Gallup has has uh, had a really nice year last year. He, uh, if you compare him to Amari Cooper, there really wasn't a ton of difference in their stats. Um, he's a guy who, what, what year is he in? Yeah, he's starting his third year. So, uh, again, assuming he plays under his rookie deal for two years, or maybe he's been on a developmental or a taxi squad for a couple of years, you probably need to decide, is this guy for real? And how long do you sign him? And he probably was not drafted super highly, so you could give him a six, eight-year deal if you believe in him. Is that what people should do? In my mind, yes. I'm buying him. And now I have no shot of trading for him. But <laughs> but because I do this Just for the public... Just wait until I'm done talking. <laughs> but because I do this for the public, I'm going to put everybody's needs before mine. I'm going to declare so him generous. as a buy. Um, I'm pretty sure most of our league doesn't listen to this anyway, Farhan. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about it. All right, fair enough. If they but did, I was that someone might, else might win. Anyway, go ahead. You know, I, I'll be I'll be blunt. I actually was very surprised looking at his stats that he had 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. When, by the way, Randall Cobb had a really good year. And then I thought about Sean's point that he raised a long time ago about C.D. Lamb joining and basically, you know you know, basically being another very talented receiver. And I agree with him, but I think there's enough space with the departure of Randall Cobb for Gallup to grow. He clearly has established that he's talented. He's relatively cheap. For example, in our league, he's less than a million out of a 25 million cap. I'm buying. He's young. He's got Dak throwing him the ball. And Dak had a very good year. He's got multiple weapons. I would love to have, find a way to somehow have Gallup on my team. So, I don't disagree with anything Farhan's saying. The thing that I have a problem with Michael Gallup is I actually just don't believe that he's all that talented, right? So, um, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but he had similar stats to Amari Cooper, but I don't think he's the player that Amari Cooper is. And um, and it's just funny for me to say because I've spent years trashing Amari Cooper, right? But he has unbelievable hands and he has very good sideline awareness. And um, so I think he, I think he's, Amari Cooper's the kind of player that can make an offensive offensive go, and I think that's what's happening there. The addition of CeeDee Lamb clouds things a little bit, right? So the analogy I have made in the past is to the Vikings in 1998, and they added Randy Moss, and all of a sudden they were three deep, and they had Moss and Carter and Jake Reed, and it was amazing. And remember Jake Reed? Oh, yeah, he disappeared. And I feel like... Michael Gallup is the Jake Reed of this offense. Now, the difference between this and that is the Cowboys are only married to Amari Cooper for, I think, two years. And after that, they can get out of the contract. So the bet you have to make is, are they going to go with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup long term? And if they do, then I think I agree with Farhan that he's a, a buy, right? Um and it obviously depends on salary, but I'm presuming most people got Michael Gallup in the second round of their rookie drafts. Um, if the Cowboys uh, stick with Amari Cooper, then I, I he'll be 
a decent role player. Um, and we don't know. I mean, CeeDee Lamb could be terrible. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know he's the second coming of Randy Moss. I, I, I didn't mean to imply that. But um, ultimately, I think that's that's the issue that I see with uh, um, with Gallup is that I, I don't see the scenario where he's a wide receiver one. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to be a wide receiver two, it, potentially. Like his upside is Calvin Ridley, which who is a guy that I think is a, basically a wide receiver too. But I think Sean, that's the beauty of it, because Gallup is clearly outside the top twenty-four receivers, right? In my mind, in in ADP or in in production? a dynasty league, if you had a list of top twenty-four receivers, gotcha. I think he falls outside that list. But I think he's right at the top of that list with the potential of performing so much more than those guys. Because those guys are like Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks, um, Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, right? Unless he reverts back to the... Right. So, so I think that's how I was looking at it. But he's clearly not in the same category as a DK Metcalf, a Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, uh, Cortland Sutton. Calvin Ridley, because those are in the in the 20, twelve to twenty four range. Well, some of, and some of those guys are guys that are really established. Like Calvin Ridley is really established. You know, he's a really good football player. Whether he can ever be kind of the, the alpha is a question. But you also threw in there DK Metcalf, who I lo- know, I, I have, and I love, and whatnot. But he's really totally a question mark, and could a- absolutely just be nothing. He could, and 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 I don't think I think we know Gallup is more established than that right he's, he's established but there's no way that people view him as anywhere as talented or value-wise in the same category as dk metcalf I, right I, or wrong that's just the bottom line right I, yeah there's a lot of hype on, on guys yes like DK. yes for me the issue is you know what i i think the the allure with Gallup is he's underrated they drafted lamb he's less than a million dollars in our league and likely in the same price range for other people he would make a great wide receiver three or four on your team. Oh yeah, that for sure. That yeah. and I think that's the issue. And and there's an off chance that he would consistently perform like thousand yards and seven touchdowns. If you're trying you to es- if you're trying to establish if you're trying to make get your team like you've been kind of a just outside the playoffs kind of a team for many years and then and you you just you're trying to get into the game you're trying to make the playoffs or whatever and you, you and you struggle at at wide receiver two right let's say you got somebody that you're pretty happy with as your first wide receiver. Would you trust Michael Gallup to be your wide receiver too for the next three, four years? Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's it's tough. tough. I think I trust him to be a wide receiver three. And that's what I would say. If he's my third guy, then I'm feeling pretty good about it. If he's my second guy, I'm a little nervous because I don't see the big upside um, because either Cooper's going to be the number one guy or CeeDee Lamb's going to be the number one guy, and I don't see him being the number one guy in Dallas. What do you think, Tim? We've been talking. Sure. I mean, I actually don't have a lot to add. I like him at his price. He's a guy I definitely would sign, and I'd sign him for a long time, six to eight years probably. Um, I think I would because he's so cheap. Like if let's say he's at a million dollars and I sign him for six years, he's at 2.5. I guess that'd be – out of $25 million, that would be a little heavy, um, a little bit more than I'd want to pay for a third wide receiver. But I love his upside. If I can get Amari Cooper numbers at $2.5 million for the next six years, 
Yeah, I'll do that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Right. I mean, and, and you know, it was interesting because I was thinking, I mean, not to belabor this point, but I have Christian Kirk, who came out the same year as Gallup. And incidentally, I have him at the same salary as Gallup. Oh, really? Yes. And Kirk has not done anywhere close to Michael Gallup's production, right? Yeah. And so I was thinking about, about them um, in terms of analyzing. And that's how I have Christian Kirk slotted, a, a complete... Unknown at the moment, frankly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he will do. Um, and clearly a better established player before him. And in Arizona's case, might be another one too, right? And be- beyond even DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I've clearly, I think the issue is he's a wide receiver three for fantasy purposes. But man, his numbers were really wide receiver two-like. So for example, I have Diggs. And Diggs had the same production that Gallup produced. The, the perception is so much more different. Yeah. At least for me, it was. No, I mean, people people love Diggs. It, I'm telling you, Minneapolis Miracle. I think you should have sold them that day. <laughs> yeah, well, too late now. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, the second wide receiver I want to talk about is Will Fuller. Um, again, he's one of those guys that's, that's probably coming up for a contract soon on a fantasy roster. I see him as a guy who carries some value, but really hasn't produced at a high level. He's had a lot of injuries. Um, Maybe he's got a little better situation this year with uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of town, but maybe not. Um, So if you are in a position where you need to decide what to do with Will Fuller, uh, what advice would you give people? So Will Fuller, I'll start with this one because because I had Will Fuller um, for a while and uh, I never played him because he was hurt all the time, and then he he would be healthy, and he would have a, a, a massive week. Right? Deshaun Watson would have these weeks where, you know, or basically whenever Will Fuller was on the field, he's scoring a touchdown. But it was like he had, like, he ran eight routes and got seven touchdowns. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my God, what if he ran, you know, more than eight routes? He's going to be great. And, uh, and it never really panned out. It just it never panned out. And now, um, with Hopkins gone, you think, is he going to be the guy? I don't, I don't think his, he's got the, he doesn't have the same skill set as ultimately. So he is always going to be a feast or famine guy. His maximum upside is Deshaun Jackson, who's another guy that I had. And Deshaun Jackson was really good, but also very feast or famine. And um, the kind of player that might make your NFL team better. Um, so I see. I just see Will Fuller as a guy that I cannot see a scenario where, where I'm I'm building around Will Fuller. I just I think he 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 if he's a for your fourth wide receiver and um, you're paying him accordingly. Uh, then, then I think you might get some nice weeks out of him if you happen to strike gold. I think he's going to have an opportunity. I think Houston clearly is. They made a decision, and and Bill Bill O'Brien might be insane. I mean, a lot of people think he's insane for the trade that he made. I'm one of them, but in his mind, he's like, well, well we just roll with Bill Fuller and then pick up whatever you know concussion prone guy we can get from the Rams, and we'll be good to go. Um, and uh, I just. I'm a pessimist, so I guess um, buying into that would require me to buy into that entire operation, and 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 I would flee, I would flee from any long-term 
association with my fantasy team and the Houston Texans. So here are two things you need to know about him. He's never played a full season ever. And when he has played, his stats, at least for the last three years, I'm just going to ballpark it, 400 yards and seven touchdowns in 2017, which is Sean's point. The, The ratio of touchdown to yards is unbelievably high. 2018, 500 yards and four touchdowns. And last year's best year, 670 yards and three touchdowns. I'm running from him. All right, moving into tight ends, we've got Hayden Hurst, who was drafted to uh, Baltimore along with Mark Andrews. They were both drafted pretty high that year. He is now in Atlanta. He's taken over the spot occupied by Austin Hooper last year. Hooper was the number one tight end for a good chunk of the season last year, and now that spot is Hayden Hurst's. And he's also coming into or starting his third year, so he's coming off his rookie deal most likely. Um, in a fantasy league, a dynasty salary cap league. Um, so is he a long-term guy? Do you believe in Hurst? What's, what's I, he going to do? Here's my number one problem with Hayden Hurst. He reminds me way too much of Hunter Henry. I can't, these two guys, I get them mixed up. Is, H it, and H. is it because they have, yeah, HH? It's, it's the HH thing. I know who, who Hayden Hurst is. Uh, he's he, Mr. He's Baltimore. Okay. But I, uh, no, I think his opportunity there is great. But the problem is Atlanta, they, they went with Hayden Hurst as a budget option because they were out of money. And that's, they could not keep Austin Hooper. It wasn't like they didn't like Austin Hooper. They could not financially fit him. So it's the kind of thing where they had a choice of, well, we can, we can make him a, a contract offer that's going to be, you know, an insult. Uh, or we can just move on and who is the cheapest guy we could get out there that somebody's ever heard of? Oh, it's Hayden Hurst. <laughs> it's a guy that nobody wants. So, they, they gave up like a, I think a second round pick for him, didn't they? I mean, that wasn't cheap. No, I, I, but I think ultimately it's not anybody. I, I, I just, he hasn't done anything. In the NFL, so I so I, whether the the what the details of the trade were, I'm not even commenting on that. I'm just my point is, financially, uh, they could is a guy that they could put on their team without having to dent their salary cap. So I mean, cheap in that way, I guess. So if you were to well, Farhan, why don't you answer and then I'll I'll ask my question. So I have him as a buy, especially in our league because he's only at a dime. He's at 10 cents to be signed out of $25. Yes. He's, he's a former first round pick. He's 26 for reasons that I don't know. Mark Andrews simply blew him out of the water in Baltimore, but, but somehow Atlanta still Tim, to your point, gave up a second round pick, which they had acquired from Patriots for getting the Mohammed Sanu pick. Right. So, to me, I'm thinking his ceiling could be Austin Hooper's numbers because he'll have the opportunity because there's nobody there, I think. Now, Austin Hooper, by the way, only had 600, I think six, 700 yards and six touchdowns. But that's, that's enough for perhaps um, bottom tier, tight end. But I think there's so many of those guys I think that probably goes to Sean's point is you can probably get somebody from the waiver wire 
You, could, you might, for example, Tyler Higby is available in our league. Right. Probably is in a lot of leagues. Would you rather take a shot at him? So I think, you know, perhaps, um, you know, the Tennessee guy, John o. Smith might come. I mean, I think those are Jay the comparables. Yeah, I think those are the comparables, and I and I do get that. I do think, though, the opportunity is going to be there for Hayden Hurst because of what they gave up to get him and what they bypassed in Austin Hooper and letting him go for rightfully financial reasons. But I do think the opportunity is going to be there. What he does with it, that I don't know. I know. He's not going to do much with it. <laughs> He'll do something. I mean, if you're talking about a guy who's going to be a bi-week replacement and you're just keeping him on your roster, that's kind of how I see him. He, I don't see significant upside. If there's significant upside, he, he would have, you would have seen something before now. And it's not knocking Mark Andrews, who I think is talented, but, but you know, the, the investment by Baltimore was in Hearst, and he didn't keep that job. All right. You had a follow-up. What was your follow-up? Oh, just where would you rank Hurst this season? Like, I mean, it's not just tough. for this year. Yeah, or just... just for this season. It's not super tough to break the top twelve in in fantasy right now at the tight end position. I would have him outside the top twelve for this year for sure. I, I would have him maybe. I mean, I haven't added them up, but I'm going to say somewhere around fifteen, eighteen. See, and I. I I have him in my top 12, um, but again, that's not super tough to break the top 12 in fantasy and t- at the tight end position. There's a but lot of guys that, honestly, like once you get outside maybe 10, I think you, there's so many guys that I can I can personally have one guy at 18, but like I could wake up one day and look at my list and decide, oh, no, well, I'll keep this guy, I have this guy higher. You know what I mean? There's just, there's not a lot, a difference between Hayden Hurst and, and Jay Sternberg, who, who are Guys, somebody could somebody have a good year. I don't have, yeah. I don't see any reason to believe in him. I guess is what I'm saying. I, I just like his spot. I like his position. Like Hooper, I don't know if he's a special talent either. But I mean, he like I said, put up number one tight end numbers for a good chunk of the year last year. Um, Hurst was taken really high in the first first round. Well, not really high, but he was taken in the first round. Um, I just think he's probably got. Plenty of talent, and he's in a great spot. This is actually, I find this interesting. They took him, Baltimore took him before Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it's crazy. Can you believe that? They, they took him before Lamar Jackson, then they tr- traded up to get Lamar Jackson, and then they took Mark Andrews the same year in the third round. Yeah. And that, I think, goes towards what Sean is saying, is if we, it was something special, he was a first-rounder, maybe we would have seen it. So I do get that. Well, maybe point. he's really, maybe you know, maybe he's been was contributing by blocking. You're not going to get fantasy points for that. I just haven't seen any fantasy football relevance out of him, and and you know, I haven't broken down Hayden Hurst tape in several years. But um, okay, Tim. So here's here's some questions for you only this time. Okay. Oh okay. wow, just for me. I can't. I can't answer. All right. Austin Hooper it is. or Hayden Hurst. I would take Hurst. Okay, Sean, you're back. I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Same question. Um, I'm going to take Cooper. Gusecki or Hayden Hurst? I'm going to make Tim answer first. Gusecki. You're going to make me. Jonu Smith or Hayden Hurst? Jonu Smith. Smith. OJ Howard or Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst. 
Ooh. Um, I'm going to go OJ. Okay. So I think, I think that, and I, I have, in my mind, I have 12 tight ends beyond the players that I just talked about. That you would rather have. That I would Those are all guys have. that come after 1 through 12 for you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think that'll wrap it up for this week. This we're podcast. We're not talking about kickers. You know, we're at <laughs> we're at an hour and twelve right now. That's I think, okay. Uh, I, I was, think we'll uh, save that for another day. I, I just had it. I was just going to discuss. I was going to use that as a platform for why there should be no kickers and defenses. Well, in, for in, sure, in for sure, we need leagues. to save that for another. <laughs> well, just for the audience, I had actually gone back for ten years and looked at kicker stats, but I guess I can't. I can't talk <sighs> it's about it. Just bad. save it. Just save it. It'll happen, you if, guys. If we do an entire back. podcast on kickers, can can I not do that one? <laughs> what if it's an entire podcast about getting rid of kickers? Maybe you'd be more up for that one. I'd be up for that one. <laughs> All right. And by the well, way, I think I think my kicker was a major reason why I won last year. So I think it's. A, yeah, actually, it, that's a good point. It is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and also got enough to mention that I won again last year. I got and one yet, more one more mention. And yet, you uh, still want to get rid of kickers. That's I interesting. Still want to get rid of kickers. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining in. Uh, we are on Twitter now. Our handle is at SteelPod. Um, and you can email us with any questions you might want us to address at SteelPod at gmail.com. Um, please consider leaving a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find this show. And we are the only show out there talking about salary cap fantasy football so we really appreciate you listening and um, we hope to uh to have you back next time bye-bye bye guys bye